What's up, everybody, and welcome to The Weekenders. This is the show where uh, myself, Bobby, and Lexi talk about the six biggest games in football, both college and NFL, um, presented to you by Multiplicity Media. This is uh, going to be a really fun show because, uh, again, for another weekend in a row, it was like impossible for me to ch- choose um, the best six games because there's so many. So it's a good problem to have. Um, but First of all, how are you guys feeling, Lexi, Bobby, after another great week of both NFL and college football? That could be better. Great week for me. Well, minus the Lions, but, you know, I'm riding Michigan football, baby. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, and and let's – I'll just say a little too optimistic on my end last week, obviously. Uh, Got a little little dose of reality. You know, things change pretty quick in college football, and, uh, you know, maybe – Maybe got a little too high off of the UTEP, uh, Kent State, Nebraska wins. But you know what? It's okay. It's not about this year. It's about a long rebuild for OU. I'll be fine. <laughs> you take the little wins along the way. We'll be okay. We'll be okay. Hey, moral victories are my grounds as a Lions fan. I feel you. <laughs> Just it's it's a it's a long way back. We don't have our guys yet. So, yeah, you know. I think that Oklahoma is going to be fine, though. I think you guys are still going to be great. It just was a crazy weekend of college football. I mean, it really was. It is every weekend, but. There were well, a lot listen. of almost upsets, too. I feel. Yes, like yeah. so close. Even my own team, I was sweating in the stands with like two minutes left. I'm like, oh, there's a minute left. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of teams were on like were on upset watch, fraud watch, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, yeah, this is like the second week in a row where, you know, some quarterback that used to play someone else just went super sand on the team. Uh, two weeks ago, it was um, Michael Penix Jr. against Michigan State, you know. And this past week, it was Adrian Martinez against Oklahoma. So um, I'm not sure if there's going to be another example of this coming up this week, but we're going to see. But um, yeah, let's get to, let's get right into the games. Um, the first game we're going to talk about uh, is speaking of the Big Twelve, Oklahoma State at Baylor. Now. There are two college football games this weekend where the higher-ranked AP poll team is going to the lower a lower-ranked team, but the lower-ranked team is favored. I don't know if it's a home game thing or what. Um, Kentucky at Ole Miss is one example. I believe Kentucky is favored by about seven in that game. Um, and in this game, it's Baylor favored by two and a half against Oklahoma State. Um, Bobby, I guess I'll defer to you first as the Big 12 expert. Why is Baylor favored in this game, even though the AP has them ranked a few spots higher, lower than Oklahoma State? Yeah, well, quite frankly, I think the biggest thing is Oklahoma State just hasn't had a lot of opportunities to really go out and prove themselves. Um, their competition has been a bit weak. Uh, Central Michigan, Oklahoma, or sorry, uh, Arizona State, and uh, I believe Arkansas Pine Bluff, a little bit of a watery schedule. Um, Baylor, on the other hand, you know, they've, you know, their one loss was a tough game in Provo late night. And then uh, they had a really solid road win against Iowa State last week. So I feel like that kind of combined with the road advantage uh, is helpful. And, you know, frankly, Spencer Sanders just doesn't perform really well against Baylor. Turns the ball over a little bit. And uh, that Baylor defense, you know, hey, they're they're happy to, uh, to you know, jump in there and, and take it. So. Um, I don't know. Big road test for the Cowboys for sure. But uh, I really think that the biggest thing there, 
home factor and a little bit more of a proven commodity with Baylor this season. Yeah, I saw, I was looking it up earlier and I think Baylor's like one nine straight at home and they're like 11 and two. So I'm sure that like just their dominance at home is probably the reason why. And they're not that much lower, you know, it's not like some crazy thing because I still think it's very fluid in the whole middle of the top AP 25. So um, I think that the, ironically, the defenses are like, are going to probably be the big factor here. When you hear big 12, you're like, oh, power, high power offense, like let's go. And I just think that, uh, you know, it, it'll come down to the defense and who can get to the quarterback. So. Yeah, and I just want to be clear. I caught a mistake. Uh, shout out Carter Elliott. Um, Kentucky is seven point underdogs going playing at Ole Miss this weekend. Um, so, like again, another example of um, a road higher ranked team underdog going into a hostile environment. But I think Ole Miss, I mean, has a little bit of a home home streak as well. So um, that'll be interesting. But yeah, I mean. This is one of those things where, I mean, we've seen really good. I mean, we've seen Alabama. I mean, we're, we'll talk about it in a, in a little bit, but I mean, really good teams have struggles on the road. Um, Texas going into Texas Tech, um, uh, Michigan State going, going to Washington. So, I mean, this, this is, you know, an in conference game. It may be surprising that we're seeing a couple teams be underdogs on the road, even though they're ranked higher. But I think, Lexi, you hit it right on the head. I think, the middle of college football is very close, um, especially as we're trying to make the determination of, okay, um, who are the real, who, who are really, who is really the top 25 in college football? Um, because you might still have the AP voting. This is a kind of a weird time of year where like the AP is sort of still voting on confirmation bias a little bit versus, you know, we're seeing some teams that might be like undefeated or have a good record, but you know, the, you know, the AP is still hanging on to their preseason favorites. So the voting is a little weird. So um, we're getting into the time of year where teams are starting to separate themselves. And so this is a big opportunity for Oklahoma state to either show that they for real and, and they belong in the top 10 and, and, you know, are seen as contenders in the big 12 or, you know, does Baylor play that role with a, with a big win at home? Yeah, this is the matchup of the championship too, right, from last year? Yep, it is a rematch where OSU, Oklahoma State came up that short from uh, making it to the playoff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one thing that I will say Oklahoma State does have on their side um, is the quarterback, um, their – Guy has been uh, playing tremendously well, and dang, I feel mad. I'm prepared because I forgot this dude's name, and I'm looking him up right now. Spencer Sanders. Uh, Spencer Sanders. He was literally on my Heisman watch list like last week, and I completely forgot his name. Spencer Sanders. They had a um, a, a bye week last week, but so didn't really get to put anything on tape. But um, he's been balling out um, for Oklahoma State. Been sort of, um, I, I, you know, a surprise, you know guy that's that's broken out in the last few weeks um he is before last week uh was one of the leaders in the big 12 in passing yards still in the top five um he'll be competing for um he'll he'll be competing as that guy as one of the guys who's going to help 
lead Oklahoma State uh, to hopefully big things this year. So, um, you know, they have that 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 guy uh, on their side. I'm not sure. Um, like you guys mentioned, Baylor um, has a lot going for them, but you know, when you have the quarterback, normally that that goes a long way. Yeah, no, definitely, and you know he is super electric on the ground through the air. But, you know, as I mentioned a little earlier, he is a little bit turnover prone, a little bit mistake prone. So if if he can keep it tight, keep things, you know, together, you know, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State will be very good. It's it is really about that defense, though. And uh, one of the bigger questions around here is how much that Oklahoma State defense has regressed without Jim Knowles in control. And uh, I think. I think Saturday is going to be a real prove it moment because, you know, I, I think, uh, I think it has, uh, quite a bit. So they are not, they're not the guys they were last year. Um, but you know, I also don't think Baylor's offense is what it was last year as well. So I, I think it's going to be very intriguing. Yeah. I think that's the interesting part though, is, um, you mentioned, you know, the quarterback, I mean, historically, yeah, has had turnover issues, but this year so far, you know, with the caveat that it's only been three games, um, he's only thrown one interception so far uh, this year. So against 10 touchdowns. So um, that is something that he's going to have to continue is to take care of the football. And um, that, that'll, if, if that happens, then, um, you know, this could definitely be a, a victory for the underdog Oklahoma state Cowboys. Um, Lexi, how are you feeling about this game? Like in terms of who comes out I with think- the victory? Yeah, I am still uncertain about Oklahoma State, um, but I think with Baylor being at home and how dominant they've been that they're going to end up pulling this win out and upsetting and kind of exposing a little bit how they're missing Jim Knowles in this defense. So, uh, Baylor for me. Yeah, I like the Bears as well here. I think it's uh, I think it's going to be a really good game, honestly, but um, ultimately I think Baylor is just a little bit more well-rounded. Um just from what I've seen out of Oklahoma state so far, it's just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sold yet. And uh, you know, I, I, I think this is going to be a massive test for both teams for sure. But uh, I think Baylor just kind of has, has the metal to get it done. And, you know, I think, I think that home crowd, you know, at uh, McLean stadium, it's uh it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give them that. I'll give them that. Here's a fun fact for those like possibly betting on this game. Or maybe something that you'll have to like wrestle with if you're betting on this game. So um, Baylor is third in the Big Twelve, um, like third best in yards allowed on defense. So they're allowing about uh, 305 yards a game, which is you know not great, but for the Big Twelve, it's pretty good. Uh, top three in the Big Twelve so far. Um, Oklahoma State 511 yards of offense, um, which is second in the Big Twelve right behind Oklahoma. So strength, definitely a strength on strength um, type game. And uh, it'll definitely be interesting to see. And I don't know, man, that, that like road, I mean, home favorite, it can be scary sometimes. It's really, it's a really small line. So I think Vegas is saying this is going to be a close game, but I don't know for me, like, I mean, um, I don't, I don't place events, but if I was, Gonna do it. It would be a stay away for sure. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I feel confident about Baylor. 
Yeah, <laughs> there you go. There we go, Bobby. Conf- let's, let's bring some confidence into this. All right, um, 3.30 Saturday, that should be a fun one. Moving on to the next game. Next game is Alabama at Arkansas. Um, number two, Alabama at number 20, Arkansas. Both teams ranked. Both teams um, are are. Uh, I mean, yeah, Arkansas. I can say Arkansas is balling out of the SEC. They're not doing too bad. Um, this is interesting for a lot of reasons. I will will get into this more as we go on, but I do want to mention this was a closer game than people thought last year. Um, Alabama, you know, was the hot team. They went to Arkansas and, you know, came out with the seven-point victory. So I'm not sure what the line was last year, but I'm sure it was a lot more than seven. So um, this could be another spot where Alabama possibly, possibly upset or almost upset um, because we've seen Alabama struggle struggle on the road this year. Um, But this kind of seems like a a silly question, but I got to ask um, because both guys are balling out this year. Um, who do you who do you like better um, in this situation, KJ Jefferson or Bryce Young? I'm gonna have to say Bryce Young here, just because <laughs> I saw like what he you know did and was capable of last year. Although I am very surprised at the spread in this. Like, just I know Alabama is Alabama, but going to Arkansas and um, the fact that they're ranked 20th, is it 17 and a half is what is that right? Yeah, 17 so, and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I trust Bryce Young in this, but I, I'm excited to watch watch the showdown because I think it's going to be a very good game. Yeah, no, I I'm I'm thinking this is going to be a great one as well. Uh, Arkansas played very well last last week, but uh, got hit with a uh, that that rare doink off the top of the upright. People are calling it the oink doink. So, <laughs> Bears fans, you know, you now have some uh, some people to commiserate that with you in uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas, but. No, I'm with you. I, 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 I feel like these are always tricky whenever Alabama looks a little wounded. You know, they, there's a tendency to be like, oh, they're down. This is who Alabama is. They're not very good. And then they turn around and smack in the just, just you know, blow up on a team. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, I personally am going to ignore that inhibition to fade Bama and the Tide because or to not fade them because I think Arkansas bounces back here. I think that um, that Fayetteville will be absolutely rocking. That is a crowd that uh, just really brings it. I feel like it's just a really weird place, uh, but I feel like I feel like uh, Arkansas. It's going to keep this interesting at least. I, I like Bryce Young. I, I know that's not the, the original question was Bryce Young. I like Bryce Young to get it done in clutch situations. He clearly showed that against the Texas Longhorns earlier. Um, so if, if if you have to give me one guy to give me a game winning drive by far, uh, Bryce Young, but I think KJ Jefferson can definitely keep it close. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think it's the exact point you mentioned. The problem is as bad as Alabama or as as average as Alabama has been, or bad, you can average or bad, whatever you want to say. As Alabama has been on the road, it always seems like if if Alabama and the Crimson Tide and Bryce Young get the ball last, they're winning that game. Like, in all these games, whether it's LSU last year, Auburn last year, um, Texas this year, Bryce Young has the ball last, it's 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 curtains for the other team, um, no matter how close of a game it is. So from, from that perspective, like, who would I rather have? 
it seems like the right answer should should be Bryce. But you know, you got to give a lot of credit credit to KJ for the, how he's performing this year. He's doing it on the ground and through the air, and um, he's you know got this team in a, in a good spot. Um, and Arkansas is doing a, a lot of things well, but um, you know KJ Jefferson is definitely at the head of the snake. But yeah, Bryce. I mean, as long as they, like I said, as long as you know Alabama's close, um, Bryce Young always seems to be the guy that that gets them over the hump at the end of the games. Um, but do you, do you guys think that, that, I mean, Bobby, I know you, you said, you said probably not, but like, Lexi, like, what do you think? Do you feel like Alabama will, um, continue to have a hard time on the road? Well, I mean, I know that, uh, Jefferson even last year really tested those defensive backs. So that's going to be like another test for them. And that's something that's kind of questionable still like, Oh, you know, have they like really fixed this? Is this how it's going to go? Um, so I think that's going to be, it's, going to be a little bit of a struggle. So that's why I'm, I'd probably be like, you know, definitely betting on Arkansas to cover on this because I think it's going to be a lot closer than what they're, they're saying it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Bobby. Oh no. Go ahead. So, so you're in on Arkansas covering. I'm also in on Arkansas covering as well. 17 and a half just feels like a lot to me right now. Uh, given what I've seen out of Alabama, they just don't feel like that same just Titan destroying everyone they, they like they didn't do that last year keep in mind uh either you know not not just with arkansas but with everybody they kind of played with their food a little bit uh made things a little too interesting um last year the line was alabama minus 20 and a half they only covered by seven um and you know i i gotta say this feels like at best like a 10 point win for the for the for, uh crimson tide here um i don't know i'm just not feeling it i'm not feeling it Plus, there's a hook there. Plus, there's a hook. Why would I ever take seventeen and a half? I don't like it. Yeah, that, that seems like an easy call to, to get to get to say Arkansas will cover. And I'll mention this too, like um, Michael. Shout out Michael in the comments and on Spotify Live, like exactly right um, about KJ Jefferson being a veteran quarterback too. I mean, we've seen going back years, even when Alabama had great teams, Nick Saban, Nick Saban have a hard time against. Um, veteran quarterbacks, particularly mobile veteran quarterbacks, um, as well in some of these spots. So, I mean, you know, 17 and a half, I guess, you know, Vegas is doing, is always going to give Alabama these big lines, but I would definitely be nervous, um, nervous about, um, Alabama covering that spread. Um, and yeah, Arkansas, I think, can they, let's, let's, let me ask, let me, let's take it a step further. Do you guys think they can win the game? If if everything happens right, if yeah. Alabama still just doesn't look right from that Texas game, if they still are undisciplined, if they let the atmosphere get to them, and you know if that that's kind of the thing is if if they can if they can get out early, capitalize on Alabama's mistakes, and just hold on for dear life, I think they can do it. We've seen this Alabama team lose in high pressure situations like this last year in Texas A and M. This is a very similar case to me. And I, I think, you know, Arkansas is good enough to do it. They just have to, if they hit them in the mouth first and just kind of keep going. And, you know, I, I think it can be done. I don't think it will happen. But if I'm looking at Alabama's schedule right now, this one floats to the top in terms of like, you know, a game they would lose, an upset type of matchup. It, mm-hmm. it feels like it, it's almost disrespectful to call, call Arkansas a trap, but, you know, it, it does not feel like a good place for Alabama to be in. 
Uh, let's go ahead. No, I, yeah, I just, I agree. Uh, it's going to just all come down to like, I, I just think it's going to come down to Alabama not getting burned by Jefferson going, going deep. I really think so because that's how he kept in it that last year. And I think he's just going to do the same game plan. I mean, why not? That's like, seems to be one of the weakest points. So they have the ability to win it. They absolutely do. But the stars kind of got to be aligned to beat, you know, to beat Bama. Like it was almost a line last year. It could happen, but I think Bama wins this. I'm going to give you guys an interesting stat because a lot of the issues this year, and you saw it against Texas, has been with Alabama's offensive line and receivers as well. Um, But I'll let you guess who leads the SEC in sacks. Is it really Alabama? Listen to what I just said. Alabama (laughs) – Offensive line has shown struggles, especially on the road. I will let you guess oh, okay. who leads the SEC in sacks. Oh, Arkansas. Arkansas, 20. Yeah. I thought the you were sack. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. The team that leads the SEC in sacks is Arkansas with 20. And the next closest is Ole Miss um, with 13. So oh, they wow. are, like, getting to the quarterback at an insane rate. And so, is this the night game? Uh, yeah, this is seven. No, no, sorry, three thirty, three thirty. Oh, it's a, right. it's a God, this would be slot. a great night, night, great night game. Yeah, <laughs> it would be. Two thirty in the SEC is about as good as it gets, though. You know, they yeah, they, they live for that. <laughs> they do. Yeah, they live for that slot. So yeah, and actually, it, it gets even better. Arkansas leads uh at the FBS in sacks. So. No one's getting to the quarterback more in the country than Arkansas. So, that, like, for me, like, that would be – if Arkansas is going to win this game, like, as much as we talked about K.J. Jefferson and, and the quarterbacks and all that stuff like that, if they can get to Bryce Young, like, th- that might be their shot. That might, that might be their shot. So, um, great, great uh, game. Probably one of the best um, of the weekend for sure. Uh, definitely looking forward to watching that one. Um I actually had to see if it's at the same time of might be at the same time as the UNC game. So I don't know. I'll be flipping back and forth for sure. But um definitely definitely looking forward to that. Let's move on to, to our last college football game uh of of the show. Uh it's gonna be number ten NC State going down to Clemson, um, who's still top five, deservedly so, even though they almost uh were upset by Wake Forest, who's a very good team in their own right. Um, but speaking of Wake Forest, do you guys feel like they exposed Clemson's defense because Clemson's defense was supposed to be the strength of the team and Wake Forest and particularly Sam Hartman, uh, did what they wanted to, uh, in that, in that last game, uh, and almost, almost came out with the victory. So, uh, yeah. How do you guys feel about what we, what we saw after that game? You can go Bobby. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I will say, I think it has kind of confirmed the theory that, you know, Clemson's defense just isn't the same without Brent Venables. Uh, I I feel like that it, no, I, no, hold on. I think, I think (laughs) losing Brent was a big deal. I, that the the defense just doesn't feel like it used to. And I think losing your longtime defensive coordinator absolutely does that to you. And and I'm not trying to sound like a, like a sooner Homer or anything by, by any means here. I just feel like that was a big loss. And, you know, Wake Forest, you know, they, they, 
they, they obviously needed some, you know, pretty big heroics out of D- DJ Ulongale, but you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I think D- Clemson's D is still defense is still very, very good, but it just isn't on that elite caliber yet, or at least right now, um, you know, under, under new management. So, um, I would say, yeah, I think they got, I think they got exposed as, you know, just not being what they used to be. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. I, I thought their defense was definitely exposed. It stinks. Like it was bad all around. Although you said like Wake Forest is a good team. Um, I just think that they, yeah, on the same point, aren't what they used to be. Like they were such a powerhouse for so long and now it's like, yeah, they're still good. But I just don't think that they're on that level of what Bama is and, and Georgia. And, you know, they'll probably float right around the same places like Michigan, Oklahoma, stuff like that. But I don't think that they have really what it takes to to be that program again, at least not right now. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. Like if you're putting together and, and this is what this is what Clemson's trying to do, because ultimately Clemson still has, you know, a lot of talent. Um, both offensively and defensively, you know, especially if, if DJ continues to play the way he, he has played, he played against Wake Forest. Like, if he was playing like that, he'll keep his job, they'll be fine. Um, but at the end of the day, you're trying to put together a college football playoff resume in the ACC, with where which we'll see, you know, how strong that is because there's a lot of other D conferences now with the Big 12 and the Pac-12. And then you have to think about, all right, the team that everyone thought was going to be the second best in the conference, Miami, is completely falling apart. So now Clemson, again, you know, might have to carry water in the ACC. And, um, you know, putting up a performance like that against Wake Forest, while, you know, again, it's on the road, Wake Forest is a good team. They might remain ranked all year. Like, you know, that's like your defense, like allowing – Again, Wake Forest did whatever they want wanted throughout that game mm-hmm. um, after the first quarter, especially. So, um, I mean, Clemson's going to have to, you know, correct that to avoid it possibly happening again, um, or even worse, them them ending up on the losing side of that. Um, but I mean, we'll see. I think this week they definitely have a chance to um, change the narrative a little bit. Interestingly enough, after what that offensive explosion was last week. Vegas has the over-under at 40 for this game. Um, Clemson's favored by six and a half against NC State. Um, NC State, great defense as well. They're allowing the fewest points um, per game in the ACC um, at right under 12. Um, Clemson, we know, can be a good defensive team, but um, what do you guys feel like is going to be the X factor Um when these two teams face off, this one is a, a night game, Lexi. So you got your primetime fix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead. It's okay. No, I, I, I think like the X, I think the X factor here squarely rests on NC state's ability to contain DJ. Uli, Uli, I, I always think I have it. And then I don't DJ. Uli yeah. He, the the ability to contain him on the ground and 
kind of make him beat you through his arm is absolutely just critical for NC State. Uh, and it's something that actually helped them in their earlier game against Texas Tech. They held uh, Donovan Smith, who is an awesome dual threat quarterback, to, j- to negative nine rushing yards on 11 attempts. So I, I feel like that that point of emphasis will be massive because I think that's how Clemson's offense really gets humming is whenever they can really tap into uh, the dual threat nature of, uh, of DJ. So, so yeah, that's, that's what I think it boils down to. Yeah. That was me trying to look up his name and say it. I was like reading on the page. Um, I, I agree though. He he's going to be the X factor. I can't. I always want to say like ukulele because that's like <laughs> that's how it's basically like spelled and pronounced. But yeah, no, he. It, it's gonna be a great. It's gonna be a great a great night game. Great atmosphere. Um, I think uh, NC State won last year, right at the at their place. So it's um it's gonna be interesting if Clemson's gonna get tested again. And yeah, we we're definitely gonna see if this defense is legit or if they're just frauds again. Yeah, NC State did win that game um, in Raleigh, so uh, that was a big win for them. That was that was one where like I remember watching that game and like the, it was like kind of one of those like slow like defensive struggles. The offenses didn't really do great. I think there was like some weird special teams play that also happened. Um, so that was a weird one last year, but yeah, I mean, Dita is going to have to step it up. Um, Devin Leary, who you know coming into the year, a lot of people thought. Uh, was going to kind of stand out in the ACC. He's been okay. Um, 890 yards, nine touchdowns, two picks. Um, pretty low QBR, 48 and a half. But, um, you know, there he has a chance He's to, you know, do what Sam Hartman did last week um, and keep and keep NC State's hope, hopes alive. And possibly, you know, I don't really subscribe to this, but some people think, you know, this could definitely be, sort of a changing of the guard in, in the ACC if NC State does pull out this win. And, you know, they might end up with a pretty good resume, uh, you know, for the committee if they if they, if they they beat this NC, I mean, they beat this Clemson team, excuse me. But uh, we'll definitely, we'll definitely see. Um, but yeah, uh, any, any predictions? Are you guys riding with Clemson, the Wolfpack? What's, what you got? I'm, not like set on Clemson. I just am not yet. Uh, I think that I, I should say though, I think that they'll pull off this win um, just because it's at home and their atmosphere is crazy at home. That's going to be probably like the one factor they have like in their, um, in their defense in this. So it's, it's going to be close though. And NC state's going to make them absolutely work for it. So I have Clemson in a close one again, or this time. Yeah, I this is a tough line for me because I I think there is a chance Clemson does snap into it, you know, really get everything clicking. But I I just I really like NC State to to keep this really, really close. I'm talking like three points close. Uh, Death Valley, obviously a great atmosphere Uh, battle. If this game was in Raleigh, I I would be all on the Wolfpack. But um, I don't know. I just I feel like Clemson at home. It's they're they're hard to beat. But. I think it's, I think they're going to get really close to taking them out. Um, so I got, I got NC state to cover six and a half. I think it's a very, very, there's a very good chance they win, but I just think that might be just a, a step too too much. Yeah. I think I'm riding with you there. I, I think Clemson, like, again, 
if it's a defensive battle and it's close, I think I trust Clemson more because they've been in the situations, um, you know, big emotional win last week. They definitely could have a huge setback, but I, I, Bobby, I completely agree. If this is in Raleigh, I think I'm riding with the Wolfpack because having to go on the road back-to-back weeks, after, especially after an emotional win, I could see that taking the air out of Clemson if it's a defensive struggle. But I think Clemson being at home will give them the extra push they need if this game is close to the end to, to, to carry it. And, you know, just looking at the way um, NC State's offense has been um, against pretty weak competition, to be, to be honest, like, doesn't really give me that much confidence. Um, this will be the, the Wolfpack's first road game since week one at ECU. And, hell, they almost lost that game. <laughs> so, I'm like, man, like, this could actually be one where, like, you know, either it's going to be a, the tight battle we've we all been talking about or Clemson might actually just, you know, take care of uh, NC State pretty easily off the strength of that offense just really not being able to, to keep anything going. And DJ – being more confident, being more in command of the offense, just sort of figures it out. So um, tough one to call. I think I'm going to go Clemson. Um, I have no clue if they cover that six and a half point spread or not, but um, thankfully this isn't break the bait, so we don't have to make a decision on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, should be should be a should be a really really good game. All right, let's move on to the pros, the NFL. Um, lots of good games in that slate as well. Uh, I thought about talking about, um, I thought about talking about the Dolphins Bengals game, but there's a chance that Tua might not even play. And so I'm not about to talk to, about a game which, in which Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback. Um, I saw enough of that <laughs> in, in, with the Panthers. So I, I, I refuse to, uh, to talk about that for 10 minutes. Let's talk Jaguars and Eagles though. Um, maybe that's one on the schedule where you didn't think it would be a good game um, this early, but um, uh, it, it actually is because the Eagles are, are 3-0. The Jaguars, I believe, are um, at, top, at the top of the AFC South for right now. This is also the Doug Peterson revenge game. Um, the former Eagles coach that won the Super Bowl going back to Philadelphia. But um, before we get into the game, I want to ask you guys, if you're starting a franchise, are you taking Trevor Lawrence or Jalen Hurts? Ooh, that is a good one. Um, and it's so tricky because I, I I feel like Trevor Lawrence at this point hasn't shown me a ton, but I, I can't I can't blame him for him for blame him for it because like his whole first year was Urban Meyer, and that was a total disaster so it's hard hard to hard to get him for that but i don't know you know what i'm gonna say it i like jalen hurts better right now i feel like he is just so dynamic so good um just i i I love him i think i think he i i know i've been kind of out on him but seeing his seeing his production this season i think it's really kind of changed my opinion on him i think he is a very Mm -hmm. very solid quarterback i'll go with him for now um but you know, I think it's I think it's very narrow. It's it's what I've seen versus what might happen down the line. And for me, I like I like the tangible more than what might happen. Even even though what we haven't seen, even though the reason we haven't seen it is because Urban Meyer is a weird jerk. So I don't know. Yeah, I think if you asked me that in the beginning of the season, I would have said Trevor Lawrence. Um, but after watching these last few games and 
Kurtz just like coming into what I know he always could have been in this league. Um, and it's, it's really fun to see. I mean, I'm not a fan of the Eagles by any means, but um, I'm taking him right now. You asked me that. And that's just who I'm going to go with because he like, again, like Bobby said, has actually showed that, you know, he is, he's going to get there. Now, do I think Trevor can, I think Trevor's going to be a great quarterback. I've said that from the get go on that. He's an NFL prone, like to be quarterback, but I'm going to build right now around Jalen. Yeah, right now I think it's close because I think, I mean, a lot of people are quite honestly surprised at how um, good the Eagles have been. Um, and I definitely think, like, I mean, that has a lot to do with Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, Nick Sirianni as well sort of unexpectedly can coach. <laughs> um, you know, I guess that was a big surprise as well. But um, I guess, I mean, it, it's close right now. I guess I'll – I will go the other direction since you guys both said Jalen Hurts and say Trevor. Um, to me, I, I think, you know, Trevor is – his mobility um, is underrated, and I've seen him make some great throws in these in this, this season. And even last season where I was like, okay, wow, this guy, you know, if he does get a, you know, non-Urban Meyer coach um, can be special. He's also a little bit younger, so um, he's got a lot more time ahead of him. I think um, the Jaguars are going to have to um, obviously do a lot to build the right way around him. But, I mean, to me, you know, the consistency that he showed at Clemson um, and Jalen Hurts, don't get me wrong, was had some great moments at both Alabama and, and Oklahoma. But, um, I mean, I think right now I'd probably take Trevor. He's, he's bigger. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts at six one though is, is a is definitely not like a small like guy at all. Like he's he's stocky as well, but obviously, you know, Trevor's got the height, he's got the all the physical tools. Um, he's showing that he can be coached well. You see the difference between him and um him with Doug Peterson versus Urban Myers Titan Day. So that shows a willingness to get better, a willingness to improve. And, you know, it's it's so funny though, because again, you know, you could take you could you could make the same argument for both the, both these guys. We've heard a lot about how coachable Jalen Hurts is as well. So this is honestly a tough call, but I'll I'll just say Trevor to be different, but um, definitely two guys with with bright futures. But talking about the game for a little bit, um, the the Eagles are favored by six and a half. We just saw the Jaguars like completely obliterate the Chargers, though. Which to be fair, the Chargers are are pretty banged up, but. Um, that looks like the Chargers didn't belong on the same field as the Jaguars. The Jaguars were doing whatever they wanted on offense. Um, how do you think that will go as the Jaguars go into um, the Eagle, go to Philadelphia and play the Eagles team who has been um, actually pretty stingy on defense in these last yeah. few games? I um, The fact that it's just at Eagles, I think, is uh, a big thing here. I don't. I, I was shocked as anybody like with seeing what Jaguars did last last weekend, but this is this is Philly, and I really think that they're probably the best team in the league and is going to be. I, I really believe that. Um, so it's going to be a struggle for uh, um, for them going in there, and I think Trevor Lawrence kind of kind of get a little uh, wake up call too with that defense. Yeah, the Jags are. I mean, they are different. They're difficult to project right now because they've looked really, really good. I mean, you know, we, 
obviously other than the week one loss to the commanders, they have just been stellar. You know, that, that blowout against the Colts at home. And then, you know, that road win high per, big time parentheses there because uh, charger fans are a myth like Santa Claus or I don't know <laughs> the, the Easter bunny. They just don't exist. Um, Wait, what charger fans. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh, no, we haven't. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a very, very tough environment for them. Um, pretty seasoned on the road so far. Um, but I don't know. They're they're hot. They're hot. And it's hard to not ride the hot hand. I, I will say that. But so are the Eagles. The Eagles are also hot. This is a really good game. So, honestly, good on you for picking it. Because, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, w- I don't know. Um, it's tricky. It's hard to talk about. Well, yeah. like Max, well, like Max said earlier, though, it was like you look at this game like in the beginning of the season, you're like, oh, God, this is going to be a terrible matchup. And now it's turned out to be one of probably the best games of the weekend. Yeah, 100 percent. I will also say this. There's I mean, to, to side with you guys on the Eagles, like there's two teams in the NFL right now that are top five um, in both offense and defense. And I just mean like in, in terms of yards. Um, the two teams are the Bills and the Eagles. So the Eagles, the Eagles and Bills are top two in um, offensive yards per game. And um, the Eagles are five and the Bills are one in defensive yards per game. So the Eagles are really balanced as a team. And it's hard to beat teams like that, um, especially, you know, going in their place where they have the crowd, they have the energy. Um, and, you know, the Jaguars are, going to be a really frisky team this year, but battle tested Bobby to your point, going to LA to play the chargers isn't really that big of a um, home field advantage for the chargers. So I think this is probably going to be their first like real, real test. And um, I think if the Jaguars keep this close with the way the AFC South is going, it's going to tell us, you know, a lot about what the team can potentially do. If they win this game, obviously, you know, it's going to, I mean, they're going to be the talk of the town, right? I mean, that that's just, that's just going to be what it is. So um, I, I got to side with you guys. I think I, I would take the Eagles as well. Um, six and a half though. I think I'm taking the Eagles to cover that too. The, the Eagles are just like really, you know, I, Lexi says they could be the best team in the league. Like um, that might not be that far off. I'd probably still take um, the bills, but. I mean, yeah, yeah I think one, they, of, one of the top for sure. Yeah, I, out of their minds. No, yeah, no, just my, I mean, just my opinion. I think, I think, it's, I think, I think one of the two, like two or three for sure. But yeah. I mean, I, I think the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I think, I think the Jaguars might might be uh, too, too much for for them this week. So I, I think I'm gonna have um, the Eagles keeping. I, I think, I, I think the Eagles are gonna cover that six and a half um, for sure. All right, let's keep it rolling to Bills at Ravens. Um, you know, another, another two great teams, two MVP candidates. But uh, Lexi, I'll let you go first. Who's your MVP so far? So far, Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson? Oh man, I love both of these guys so much. Like, but I, I'm just gonna have to go right now with Lamar because I just think that. Uh, as good as Josh was last, and he's he's been good, but like he's been kind of stopped a little bit with like who he's been, you know, facing up against. And uh, Lamar is just 
killing Alan Brown. I just can't. I, I have to go with him. Yeah, it's tricky. And, you know, really looking at stats to me, like they aren't everything. And I think that's that's a tricky thing when trying to figure this out, because I feel like looking at Lamar, he impacts the game differently. And then I look at Josh Allen's rushing yards. He's run for 113 yards somehow so far this season. <laughs> Lamar, Lamar's only run for, you know, 243, which obviously is way more. But still, like, Josh Allen can still kind of scramble. And, you know, uh, Josh Allen has more passing yards. So if we're looking at that, you know, by, by quite a bit, about 400 yards. So I don't know. If we're looking at stats, it, it's it's hard for me not to go to, go with Josh Allen. Uh, both of these teams look pretty good. It's It's very neck and neck. I'm going to give it to Josh Allen just by an absolute, absolute hair. I, I think uh, you have a guy who is mad about the contract. Uh, not he, he didn't get he did not get his bag this offseason. So now he's going off. And then you have a guy who is, you know, I, I feel like we're, we the, both of these guys have chips on their shoulders for different reasons. Both of them valid. I don't care why, why you're, oh, yeah. you know, motivated the way you're motivated. I think there's no reason to, you know, no morality in one way versus the other, but you're, you're seeing two of the best quarterbacks in the league, absolutely pissed off doing some of their best work. And I think it's pretty awesome to watch. So I'm going to give Josh Allen the, the slight edge, but uh, absolutely no disrespect to Lamar there for that one. Yeah. No, no disrespect to Lamar. I, I dropped my MVP ladder, MVP ladder today. Go check out um, Multiplicity MG for that um, on Twitter and Instagram. But uh, I had Josh Allen as my number one guy. Um, it's very close. Both guys have looked very dominant. I think both the Ravens and Bills will have the team success to make the argument. I think the Bills probably will have more. I think the Ravens are going to have a tougher time. Um, but that's another conversation for down the road. But anyway, um, I, I have Josh Allen as, as my number one right now um and you know of all the things you could nit nitpick especially with the yards because they both are good runners you know they both are good passers Lamar is leading the NFL in touch passing touchdowns Josh Allen is leading the NFL in passing yards like it's very neck and neck for me but I guess my determining factor was Josh Allen leading the league in passing yards and Lamar being, like, 17th. So I'm like, yeah, like, I know he's got the rushing yards too, but, like, if it's neck and neck, then we're talking about, you know, the MVP and, you know, one guy, like, is just – just the numbers are dominant, right? Like, you got to, like, look at the most – and I mean, Josh Allen's, like, got nine touchdowns, Lamar's 10. So, like, it's close in that department. He's got more yards. Like, the numbers look a little bit better. Um, and – you know, for me, like you said, it's so close, but Josh Allen nudged out Lamar just a little bit for, for me in the MVP race so far. Um, Bills minus three going at going to Baltimore. Um, I actually like the Bills in this game. I'll go ahead and say it. The Ravens defense has looked like 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 crazy, crazy bad. Um, I mean, we saw it against the Dolphins, like that defense is is atrocious. So I think the Bills are probably the better overall team, even though the Bills have got, had, had some injuries as well they're dealing with. Um, and so to me, the Bills can win this game by more than three, but I'm taking the Bills um, to win. I'm with you. I also have 
I'm sorry. I also have Buffalo. Uh, I just feel like the Ravens right now as a team aren't like I, I, I'm echoing your sentiments here because I think they're just not quite there yet. I know they have, you know, the home game and everything going. I think it's going to be a good game. I just I just like Buffalo here to bounce back after a tough, brutal loss to the uh, to the uh, Dolphins last week. Very narrow. Um so yeah, give me Buffalo. My dog's losing it. I apologize to everyone listening back. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel the same though. Um, I, lo- I like I, I love the Ravens, but Josh Allen is just going to be pissed and the Bills are going to be pissed and I think they're just going to go off. Uh, so I definitely like the Bills in this game. Yeah, I mean, again, it, it, for me, it all goes back to the defense. Um, the Ravens are dead last dead last in total yards allowed per game. So they're giving up a bunch of yards um, around, towards the bottom of the league in points allowed. So they're giving up a lot of points, about 25, um, about 25.7 points per game. So, um, I mean, again, Josh Allen comes to town. You're not really worried about um, – you're not really worried about the – uh, the uh, the Buffalo Bills' ability to score because you know they can put up points in bunches. So, yeah, I think the Bills, again, could easily cover that minus three. Um, but, you know, it could be an offensive battle if the Bills aren't able to stop Lamar. But that's not really, a sh- you know, pointing the finger at them or saying that they're not a good defense because Lamar has been very, very difficult to stop <laughs> so far. So, um yeah, I, I got the Bills winning this game. I can't really say much more than that. Um, but I'll, I'll ask you guys this because I think – I mentioned it before. I think the Bills have a higher ceiling because I think the AFC East is is a little bit uh, weaker than the AFC North. Um, but which team do you guys think has the higher ceiling, the Bills or the Ravens? I think the Bills do, um, especially coming off the year that they did last year. Um, and you know, like we said, just this offense is can score a lot of points, you know, especially with dig, you know, the, the Josh Allen, the digs every time I could just, they're it's definitely higher for them. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's Buffalo. Um, I think, and, and really, you know, again, no dig towards the Ravens, but I, I feel like Buffalo still is the best team in the NFL at the moment. I think their roster is good. I think they have motivation. I think they're playing really well. They're clicking. And, um, you know, the Ravens, I think, are a solid team. Just not quite there. Just not on the same playing field, in my in my opinion. So I, I, I think the build ceiling is a little bit higher here. Yeah. Yeah, I got the Bills, again, in an easier division. A um, little bit better team, obviously, on both sides of the ball. Um, should be a good game, and it should be fun to track who has the better year and who possibly comes out um, as the MVP between Allen or Lamar, or it could be somebody else. Um, we'll definitely see. All right, let's get to our last game, which uh, at this point is in question of even happening because of Hurricane Ian. Um, yeah. It's it's uh, the Buccaneers hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, latest news says that Minneapolis is has been chosen as a contingency site um, in case the game is relocated. Uh, so it's Wednesday now. I don't know when they're going to decide if they need to relo- relocate the game. But a uh, rematch of the Super Bowl a couple years ago 
in Minnesota would be uh, interesting. Um, but assuming the game does happen, whether it's in the midst of a hurricane or whether it's in Minnesota, um, like, who, how do you guys feel about who has the edge in this game? The, Buc- the Buccaneers have looked a little rough, but have kept their games close. Um, the Chiefs lost to the Colts inexpl- inexplicably with some special teams gaffes last week. So who do you guys like in this game? Yeah, I, I wish there was some sort of like gambling resource where you can see specifically <laughs> how teams play if their game gets moved, like their ho- how the home team plays on the road. You know, do they cover the spread? Because I can't imagine this is easy. Um, Hurricane Ian. The practices are moving down to Miami too. Yeah, so like they're like practicing somewhere new this week. It's got to be tough. Um, and so, frankly, I feel like the fact that the Buccaneers haven't had like have had to deal with that and the chiefs just haven't, you know, uh, they haven't had to live the rest of this week being like, Hey, I want I hope my house is still here. Uh, so that's a, I, I think of a, a real human benefit. I know, uh, obviously, you know, adversity and all that have has fueled teams in the past, but, um, I don't know. I, I think, I think Kansas city as a whole has, has the edge right now. I feel like they're playing, you know, bad Colts loss aside. They have played pretty well. So I like KC here. Um, especially with everything going on, uh, especially with the spread only being one, I, I, I think they, I think they jump back here, but, um, very interesting, very interested to see, uh, how this plays out for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I've always preached, you know, never give up on Tom Brady, but I tell you, <laughs> there was ever a time that I'm like, okay, this really might be it. It's now. Um, he is just, they've looked rough as a whole. I know he's always gotten angry on the sidelines, but it just feels a little different. Like he's just tired and over it. I mean, I'm just, I'm trying to like not read too much into it, but any other time I'd probably say the Bucks and Tom Brady, but, uh, you know, on top of the unfortunate events that are happening down in Florida and then with whatever's kind of going on with Tom right now, I just don't know. Um, but I think the Chiefs overall, like like Bobby said, have an edge in this. And especially if it's moved up to the Midwest, you know, from Florida, that's just another, another like kind of like little perk of not having to play in Florida around their fans. So I don't know. We'll see. But I think Chiefs will take this one. Yeah, the Buccaneers are reaping the benefits of having a defensive head coach. I mean, Todd Bowles has that team like doing a great job on defense. The Buccaneers are allowing nine points per game, um, which is absolutely insane. Um, again, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have many people to throw to, but definitely seemed to keep him in check last week. Uh, we saw what they did against the Cowboys in week one, who the Cowboys playing everybody else, you know, seems to be great offensively, but, you know, completely laid an egg against Tampa Bay. So, I mean, that's going to be a hard thing for them to travel like that. But defensively, um, I mean, Todd, Todd Bowles is definitely doing his thing on that on that side of the ball, and offensively, you know, like you said, Lexi, we've seen we've seen some struggle. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The Chiefs definitely like in, in this spot can definitely. I feel like maybe I mean they're favored by one, so I I wouldn't call it a huge upset. But even if the game is moved, um, it's all it's going to be about who can adapt to that situation. I think the Chiefs' structure is built better um, to adapt than the Buccaneers are because the Buccaneers, like you said, um, I think Bobby said it, 
You got people worried about their families. You got a team that already sort of tends to lose focus at times um, a little bit, and now you, you add this on top of it. So, I mean, we could definitely see a game where the Chiefs just come in and wipe the floor with Tampa because um, they seem to be on the fringes as it is. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It should be a, should be a good game. Hopefully uh, they're able to figure out soon whether they're going to move it or not. Move it or not. But um, definitely, definitely what I'm looking forward, forward to. I think I'm going to take the Chiefs. I feel like that feels like a safe situation. If it's at home, though, if, if the I mean, and I mean, like if if the if the Buccaneers play this game in Tampa, I think I might lean Tampa. I think I might lean Tampa, even though it'll because the conditions will be crazy. I don't think the Chiefs will necessarily be in, like. There's no way to prepare for that um, <laughs> if you're the Chiefs. So like, if it's in Tampa somehow, then like I'm thinking I'm going Buccaneers all the way, especially with the way the defense has been playing. But I feel like if it's in Minnesota, then okay, it's almost a neutral side game. Give me the Chiefs. I will say though, uh, Ty Bowles being the coach, if you're a Chiefs fan, that kind of scares you because you've already seen him put up a scheme that is completely like washed Patrick Mahomes once. So could he do it again? <laughs> Absolutely. So like that's the scary part. Like, and that's why again, like I probably from a betting perspective would stay away from this game, but. You know, I think you could play both sides of it. And if this is in Tampa, or even if it's in Minnesota, um, there's a way for the Buccaneers to win this game on defense. But I think uh, the Chiefs do win if they have to, um, if they if the game is moved. Um, I'm, I'll be shocked yep, if it's yeah. played. Because, man, I've been seeing some of those videos down there, and it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, been seeing like sharks on the highway and stuff. Yeah, and you know, to be fair, it's Twitter where uh, clearly nothing's ever fake. But uh, yeah. <laughs> no, re- real things, real jokes, joking aside. You know, I hope everyone, if uh, you're listening down here, you're doing well and all that good. Praying stuff. for so, you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, everyone in Florida um, is definitely staying safe down there because it's it's a mess uh, from from. What I've seen so far. It's a hurricane, so of course it's a mess. All right, let's get to the final part of the show, the fun part. Lock of the week. Uh, we did not do well last week. None of us did. Um, I saw My Bills over Dolphins <laughs> pick was an L. Bobby, Oklahoma minus 13 was an L. Um, Lexi's Bucks minus two was an L. So we've been doing this. This is our third week doing this, so. Uh, that brings the grand total to Mia 0-2, Bobby at 1-1, Lexi at 0-3. Uh, again, she lost twice last week because of the double, uh, the double whammy there. Um, but, yeah, uh, Bobby, since you're the lead dog by one. because <laughs> uh, I haven't tell lost us, yet. <laughs> yeah, tell us uh, your lock of the week. I'm the only one. Sorry, I, it's not that I haven't lost yet. I'm the only one to actually have a lock hit. So, um, but yeah, no, we last, week, yeah. <laughs> last week I learned, you know, don't lock with your heart. Uh, but you know, that's all, it's all, all whatever water under the bridge. I'm going to go with Baylor minus two and a half here. I feel like at home, um, 
I mean, look, they're at home. I feel like they're a better team. I feel like they're a more complete team. And um, Oklahoma State, to me, I think is just kind of bound to like kind of trip up a little bit. I think two and a half, completely reasonable. So give me uh, Baylor to cover. Can you guys hear me? All right, that's Bobby's line of the week. Baylor covers the two and a half point spread. Um, I'll just I'll go ahead and give mine. Um, my lock of the week. Ah, this is so tough because um, there's a, a lot of <laughs> a lot of these games this week. I'm definitely um, unsure about, but you know what? I'm going to stick with um, my feelings about. Um. Ah, you know what? Never mind. I almost went Bills again, and I'm not gonna put my trust in the Bills again this week. Uh, so I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take uh Clemson to cover the six and a half point spread, um, at home. I think that uh NC State, as well as they're playing, uh, isn't quite ready for this moment. I can see NC State winning by a touchdown um in this game. I'm sorry, I can see Clemson winning by a touchdown in this game or or more. Um NC State again doing great on defense, but not really loving what I'm seeing uh offensively from them. So um I'm gonna take Clemson plus uh Clemson minus six and a half for my lock of the week. Can you hear me? All right, let's say you're available. Okay, can you hear me? Oh uh, wait, hold on. Did you see my? Oh, 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 I see. I see what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got gotcha, you. Just say gotcha. I have my pick in there. Okay, so all right, you're good. Just I can hear. You. Okay, got you. Um, yeah, no, no. Give your just give your just give your lock. Okay, can you hear me on here? Um. Oh. oh. Hold on one second. Yeah, my phone, like, I don't have. All right. So, read so my. Read... Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. All right. I, so, um, I have for the pick right now, which, by the way, my phone died. So, sorry for those on Spotify when you're listening. You can't hear it, but I'll let the guys tell you. Um, Locke is Arkansas covering for sure. Um, I'm going to win this week. This, I'm going to get out of this drought <laughs> of my L's that I've been constantly taking in my bets. And Arkansas is going to cover. Alabama is not going to uh, score that many points on them in a differential. So, All right, folks, you heard it there. Sorry, there might be like an echo in that segment. But, yes, Lexi has got uh, Arkansas covering um, the spread over, over, over Alabama, which I think is good as well. Um, I would have picked that too, but you took it. So, uh, that's a good, that's a good lock. Um, yeah, I think, I think, um, I think that's a, that's a really good one. Well, that, there you have it. Um, those are all the games. And again, the locks, I've had Clemson, um, minus six and a half. Bobby's at Brother minus two and a half. Uh, Lexi's got Arkansas plus 17 and a half, um, to cover at home against the, against the roll Clemson, Crimson Tide. I'm about to say against the roll Tide. All right, it's time to end the show. Y'all be easy. Uh, Have a great one. We'll see you next week right here, uh, wherever you watch, listen, whatever. We'll see you next week. Peace. See y'all.